chairs. Okay, so... First off, I'm going to drink on this episode. And I'm probably not going to mute it much. Or edit it much. So... So we have this contract, you and me. I don't know how aware of it you are, but you should be somewhat aware of it. Every week I repeat it. And it's that the show's going to be a little weird. It might be on a couple different levels, and you shouldn't take it too seriously. It states that the show's going to be about motorcycles, But it occurs to me that in that, there's a couple other things that are fair game. Because every week you listen to this show about motorcycles, or nearly every week. And not only that, you listen to me talk about motorcycles. I mean, Spooky too, but I play in the topics for the show. I record the show. I edit the show, I put it up, I schedule when we're going to do it, I get the guess. You know, if this is Wayne's world, I'm Wayne, and Swiggy's Garth. I need Swiggy to do the show, I can't do it without him, he's integral to it. It is also his show, but, you know, if it's Wayne's world, I'm Wayne. So, you listen to me talk about motorcycles on this podcast, so we're allowed to talk about me. And we're allowed to talk about podcasts. And those are fair game. As topics. So we haven't put out an episode for like a month. And the truth is, is that I don't know if I can do it anymore. It's not the amount of work. It's not that I don't love doing the show, because I love doing the show. And I can find the time to make the show happen. But it's hard for it to be fun anymore. And what do I mean? Nearly everybody I know is completely miserable And they're all miserable because they spend too much time online. You see, when you interact with people or media, instead of interacting with people even online, you're not interacting the way people are meant to interact. There's no, I say something, I wait, then you get to say something. You don't have to be accountable for what you say. You don't even have to really mean what you say. If you don't mean what you say, people can't necessarily tell if you're genuine or not. And most things on the internet are designed to catch you at your worst. So it's this big sea of awful. And I think all the major problems that we're having as a society, as a world... These problems are all being amplified by the fact that we're doing more and more things, communicating more and more through the internet. Now, that wouldn't be so bad, except for this one thing. We take the internet too seriously. You know, I I remember the day the internet stopped being fun. Because it used to be this magical romp through Candyland. It was great. And that day was the day my parents joined Facebook. And sent me a friend request. You know... Everyone has their version of this moment that all of a sudden what happened on the internet was of some sort of consequence, right? You know, you're looking for a job and all your social media has to be in order or something. What the fuck is that all about? 
you know, you got to have a LinkedIn account. Oh, it's expected. You have this account where your current employer can go and check to see if you're having, you know, if you've got a job search going on. That's bullshit. Hey, why don't we just take all this information about you and your qualifications and we're just going to sell it wholesale. Who gives a shit? And you're expected to have this? Fuck that. But that's the way we are because we take the internet too seriously. And you say, Pete, but your show's not serious. Yeah, but it kind of gets you in the habit of spending more time online. And I think everyone needs to unplug some more. You know, there's plenty of motorcycle shows and I'm not sure that this show is for the best anymore. I'm having a crisis with this and I really, really don't know how to settle it. And it wouldn't be a big deal, but truly almost everyone I come in contact with is just out of their minds, miserable or scared Or something that we don't even have a word for yet. And they're burnout. They're just... Everyone's afraid to say what they think, what they feel to people in real life because they're afraid to do it online. Everyone's... You know, I mean, not to mention the fact that is it even smart for me to put out two hours maybe an hour and a half of, of audio every week of myself talking at some point someone will be able to find something that i said on this and it'll cost me a job at some point is it worth it i the smart money's no it, it's kind of like talking to the cops it there's there's a, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know that any real good, net good, will come out of it. Because, you know, I, let's just take the medium of podcasting, which I love. Or I did love. Well, I, I do love, but it's been hijacked. You know, a couple years ago, getting in, you know, three years ago, getting into podcasting was like being in, in radio in the in the 30s or 40s and and being in TV in the 50s or 60s it wasn't sophisticated yet it still had all these possibilities we we knew the things that it could do but we it hadn't been fully realized and now if you go on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever there's there's like 30 40 shows you know out of 300 half a million shows that they'll promote and they're all promotes on hot they're they're all shows on hot button issues or all that it's all shows designed to make you upset and then they bury everything else i mean i know you can put in search terms and find shows on knitting or whatever but it's not like it's hard to find out what your interests are. Google knows. Like they, they could easily suggest shows that you're interested in. But they push you to shows that are going to upset you. So the medium has been hijacked. That's not very cool. That really crushes me. You know, it's, it's, it's tough because I love doing the show. I put a lot of work into the show. There's a, there's a lot of things about the show that I thought out way too much that I, you know, it, it, it is the, it was the, it can be maybe, I don't know, this great little sandbox, but because I don't know that it's doing, you know, net good anymore. 
I don't know that I can stomach doing it. It's like, you know why guys tend to spend so much time playing Call of Duty or Fortnite? It's because it's a consequence-free environment. Fortnite is not a very good game. Neither is Call of Duty. And many of its players will admit that. But you sit down, you put the headphones on, and you play with your bros. And you can talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. And you don't have to worry about someone coming in and accusing you of not being sensitive enough. Of not being politically correct enough. Of not including whoever and whatever enough. Of not... You don't have to check your spelling. You don't have to obey the rules of the road. You don't have to worry about offending anyone, really. I mean, they they have their own policing and they've got their, like, you know, okay, bro, you went too far. Here's a slap on the wrist. It's not immediate ejection for saying one thing. You know, if you do take it too far, there's a a pretty decently thought out little sliding scale of punishments and little slaps on the wrist and warnings first before people totally cast you out. That's why they do it. They play these games for the social interaction, believe it or not. You think video games is these really anti-social things, but it's become a sandbox and one of the few spaces where men can go that's truly a consequence-free or largely consequence-free environment similar to spaces that we used to have. And this show was my sandbox for a while, but I don't know that it can be anymore. And that's really, really tough. You know, it's just a show with a few thousand listeners. It's not a big thing in the grand scheme of things. It's not Joe Rogan. It's not anything like that. But increasingly, the the gotcha thing is social currency. And someone I work with that doesn't like me will bring it up, will find it, and it'll cost me a job or a friendship or, or something. It'll cost me something. That's, that's just the way the world's going. And I don't know that it's worth it. I want it to be worth it, but I don't know that it is. This seems really dramatic. I get that. But I think it's true. I think this is this is the cost, okay? I we want to make these changes in our society. Okay, cool. Here's the cost. And on top of that, I you know, the the changes we want to make. That's all well and good, but, you know, I'm really not cool with all this McCarthyism. You know, it was really easy to to call out McCarthyism back in the 90s, I remember. People used to throw that around a lot. Selling out and McCarthyism, two, two words you heard everyone say. And that's because everyone was clearly on board. It, 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 it cost you no social currency. To, to accuse someone of selling out or McCarthyism because everyone was on board. But uh, to, to say anything that's not completely on board with what's going on right now is, ooh, that's, that's going to cost you something. You know? Let's have an honest debate, but not too honest. You'll get called racist and you'll, you won't step in line and they're going to cut you off eventually. It's a march to see who can be more progressive. 
well, that, that eats itself eventually. And, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just ready to opt out or at least take the rest of the year off. Next week, I've got a little, you know, a day and a half off work and I'm going to do an iron butt by myself and do some more thinking about this. Oh, let's have a drink here. I'm going to do an iron butt. That's a thousand miles in 24 hours by myself. I don't know, Swiggy might come, I don't know, but I'm going to do it by myself and I'm going to do it without my phone. And do it without any electronics. Except my break free, which I finally got in the mail. That's fun. And maybe I'll have some sort of moment in that where I can figure out how to get all these things to come together. And and find a way to make peace with it where I can keep doing the show. But I can't even bring myself to edit the last two episodes that we've recorded... And they're good shows. Well, on one of them, I'm not mic'd, and I'm coming through. Me and Swiggy are coming through on his laptop microphone. Swiggy sounds fine, but I sound like I'm in the bottom of a well, and I'm really quiet. It's it's kind of hard to listen to. I've edited like 20 minutes of it. Anyway. So... Like I said, I don't know how to how to make peace with this. I'm going to try. But in the meantime, I think I have to take the rest of the year off. Maybe Swiggy will do some episodes by himself. Maybe he and Dr. Mike will do the show. I don't know. Uh, maybe there's some listener that wants to call in and do it with Swiggy. I don't know. Maybe we can take interviews for that. Um... Yeah, I don't know, because I, I just don't know that I have the stomach for it. I think everyone should do themselves a favor and just unfucking plug for a minute. We used to talk about unplugging. We used to talk about taking a break from Facebook. We used to talk about no screen days. Have you noticed how every commercial, every everything, is reminding you of how much TV you've been watching? And how many podcasts you've been streaming? You know, like, podcast listenership is down about 20% across the board. I think it's because people are getting burnt the fuck out. You would think that, oh... No, Pete, this is time to be putting out record amounts of podcasts because record numbers of people must be listening. Not true. Absolutely not fucking true. And, you know, how many new podcasts are there about Black Lives Matter or COVID-19 or whatever the, you know, whatever the fuck else is going on, whatever is going to be going on two months from now, three months from now, Four months, four months ago, I do we need like 200 podcasts on COVID-19? I don't think we do, but they're there and they're all being pushed. They're all being advertised. It's designed to make you unhappy. And I can't be part of that. I mean, you don't believe me? You you think Facebook is a service. You think Instagram's a service. It's not. It's not a service for you. You are the product. They take your posts, they take your pictures, they take your information, and they sell it. And then they sell advertising space. And they gather your preferences and they put ads in front of you. You are the product. Advertisers are the customers. It is a service for them. That's it. Plain and simple. But you take it seriously. 
you are being tricked into taking things on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever the fuck else, seriously. If Donald Trump and his Twitter account didn't exist, Twitter would have to invent him. It's the single greatest thing that ever happened to Donald uh, to Twitter is Trump. Because you can't fucking wait to hear what he tweeted next. And it's the president. So, oh, things that happen on Twitter must be of some sort of consequence. No, they aren't. It is a platform that you can choose to be a part of and choose not to be a part of. And not only do you choose to be a part of it, then you choose to follow that person or not follow. You, there's two levels of participation that you have to opt into. And then you're outraged that the president said something on it. I mean, how many of you are actually even following the president? And how many of you just heard what he tweeted through the news, through Facebook, through Instagram, through a podcast you listened to? How many insane levels of this not being real do there need to be until you realize it's not real? It's not worth your time. But you listen to me. And you care about what I say. And that reinforces you believing that these things carry weight. Because I do talk to you. I'm talking directly to you. Each and every one of you. And I mean what I say. And I genuinely care. But that only fools you into thinking that everyone else cares. And that's a really easy hypnosis. And it makes me uncomfortable. <sighs> Jesus. fucking fly in front of this goddamn microphone. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, so where was I? <sighs> Wayne's World. You know, in, in Wayne's World, the, the, the big crisis comes from the fact that uh, you know, they try to trick him into selling out, right? And it, it's like how far we've come, you know? Or, or am I still in that state of mind? Like, I'm so afraid of selling out because I'm a 90s kid that uh, that I'm maybe I'm looking for reasons that I could possibly be selling out. Like, watch out, Pete. There's this giant corporate machine. You're playing right into their hands. You're part of the problem. You know? It's it's crossed my mind. But I've been thinking about this so much. I really... me, Like I said, me personally and everyone I know is just insanely unhappy. Everyone's problems are magnified by this. You know, it goes hand in hand with another theory that I've had that the divide between the left and the right is much worse than the actual differences. I mean, this will be the most I've ever said about my political leanings on the show, but I am exactly in the center. No, no, that's not true. No, I'm 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 more, I'm more left than anything else. Or at least I'm where the left was 10 years ago. You know, I'm one of those people that before gay marriage was legal, I used to walk around going, what the fuck is this? Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Like, we have laws on the books that easily cover this. Why is it even a debate? You know? (sighs) 
like I, I, I am something you would call a progressive, but not even close to the shit that's going down now. You know, and I, I, I see, I see some logical points on the other side of the aisle as well. You know, I, I start from this basis that I, I don't think it's possible that half or more than half of the country are evil or fucking retarded. Okay. And, um, you know, you might be pissed that I use the R word, R word there, but you know, I've wiped a lot of retarded people's asses over the years. I mean, literally it was my job for a while. So shut the fuck up, grow the fuck up. It's a scientific word. It's means the opposite of advanced. So, um, you know, the, the, the divide is being used to manipulate you. If the other side got everything they wanted tomorrow, it would not be as bad as you think. But the social media, the podcast, the YouTube, Google, all this stuff, people make money off of you being upset. They put something in front of you that triggers you and you click and those clicks mean advertising dollars. Okay. And those advertising dollars come from everything in corporate America. It comes from auto manufacturers. It comes from fucking Target. It comes from Walmart. It comes from your local grocery store. It comes from your local vintage video game store. Okay. It comes from your motorcycle dealership. It comes from everything. It is an endless well of money. And it is all designed to make you upset. Because you click more when you're angry than when you're happy or inspired or whatever, right? And so you're cruising through and everything is either, oh my God, you won't believe what this person did. It's going to upset you. Or love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And it's only this is positive and negative. It's either here, we're on your side Let's reinforce your worldview or let's make you upset. So you can spend an hour hypnotized in your echo chamber. Although it turns out you also like to spend time hearing people yell in your echo chamber about the things you hate so much. And it all equals clicks and it all equals money for someone else at the cost of of your happiness. It is a well thought out, intentional conspiracy against the public in general. It's well known. It's documented. It's not a fucking secret. But there's nothing we can do about it. Because we take the internet seriously. And I remember when it wasn't so serious. It was really great. I miss those days. So. I don't know. You can tell me I'm wrong. I mean, don't email us because I'm not going to read it. I'm, I've just got to take my time and step away. Because I, I, while I'm in this zone, I can't even do a good show for you. So it's not worth it. You know? The show itself is a show about motorcycles, and I'm not going to talk about things like this on the show. And that's why it's, I'm at least, going on hiatus at the very least.
You know why the, the logo of the show is the logo of the show? So Paige Gifford was a friend of mine. So he was the father of my best friend growing up. And that helmet on the little iTunes little logo thumbnail show image, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that was Paige's helmet. So after Vietnam, G.I. Bill sent him to college, became a lawyer. And he bought a Honda CB750 in that helmet. He used to ride that CB750. It was, I can't remember what year, late 70s. It was still a single overhead cam, so it must have been 76, 70. I'm just trying to think when he left. No. Might have been 75, 75, 76. Anyway, riding this CB, sweet CB750 with that helmet, aviator glasses, always wearing aviator sunglasses, and a three-piece suit, gold watch, pinstripe, with black cowboy boots. Always. And you ride that thing from like Muncie to Indianapolis. He had another helmet too that was the same, another Bell helmet, but it was uh, it was a Colts helmet. Um, Paige was the first person that suggested to me that I should get a motorcycle, and Paige was sort of a, a creature of habit. And, but but more than anything, I mean, I, he was a second father figure to me, but Paige was just this model sort of of integrity in a lot of ways. Paige had certain ideas. I mean, some were right, some were wrong. I mean, you know, Paige drank too much and all sorts of shit. He was definitely flawed. But as far as, as, as dudes go, pretty fucking solid. And, you know, just knowing him since I was very young, him being a lawyer and just really tall, this big booming voice and... And always looking like he works for the CIA. He, he was just sort of a one of those figures that embodied all that is, you know, real manhood and real integrity. So when he died, the family gave me that helmet. You know, and I agonized over what the image of the show would be forever. And I knew that... It was going to be cheesy to have another show logo with a microphone in it and headphones, right? You, every other podcast show you know, has um, a microphone and headphones in it. It's a big faux pas. But I knew that I wanted it to really just be the image that it is. You know, with nothing else in the background, that's why it's the a closed off background. I mean, plus it was just way easier to get a, a picture that looked semi professional doing it that way. And, uh, so, you know, it looks like the helmets talking to the microphone, but you know, that empty space, right. That empty space inside the helmet. That's, you know, every time I've looked at it, I'm, a, I'm, a, I, you know, I see page in the helmet, right? So, Everything about the show that I've designed has this other layer to it. And, you know, I, I think about, you know, what, you know, I think now, you know, Paige wouldn't do the show knowing what I know. I don't think he'd feel good about it. He'd say, well, if it doesn't make you happy to you know, move on to something else. You know, and like, why is the show intro, the show intro? You know, I've talked about Wayne's World a couple times, you know, just like Wayne and Garth sing their intro. We sing our intro. I mean, it's also a little vocal warm up exercise that puts you in the mood to do it. I mean, the song, the Arlo Guthrie song, it's a little known Arlo Guthrie song, but I don't want to pickle. I don't want to get in trouble. Just want to ride on my motorcycle, meaning, you know, this isn't a time for serious shit. This is just our sandbox, right? It's all set up a certain way, and it's just not that way anymore. <sighs> yeah. 
I'm just going to keep drinking and talking for a while now. Because, I mean, it might be the last time I talk to you. I don't want it to be, but it might be. So we're going to have a couple more beers here. <sighs> so next week I'm going to take an iron butt ride. I'm going to go north up 25. I'm going to cut through Wyoming. I'm going to go into Salt Lake City. Then go down, was it 29? Whatever that highway is that like eventually leads to Vegas. Anyway, turn back on 70, you know. Go through Moab, go back up over the mountains the other way. Through Denver, take some back roads home. Be about 1,100 miles. I'm going to do it on the Goldwing, 78 Goldwing. That I've kind of turned into a weird, uh, weird sort of modern bagger style. Um,. Yeah, I'm going to try to do it without the phone. I don't know. Or I thought I might do it just only listening to the radio. I might. I might break the center and just do the FM tuner. Because I feel like that was technology available in 78. I mean, but I want to be unplugged. I don't want to be able to choose some sort of media that's going to hypnotize me. I want to be in the moment for the whole thing. I want to be present. I don't want to think about this. I heard some sweet new pegs for the bike. Some special <laughs> gold wing. This is so fucking dumb. Some Goldwing, uh, like, chrome highway pegs to put on the engine crash bars. I paid way too much for them. They're so stupid, but they make me laugh, you know? These aftermarket, vintage-style, stupid Goldwing highway pegs. Um, Yeah gonna leave it between one and three in the morning so get off work at like you know four or something the day before take a little nap and head out and i'm gonna think about it. i'm gonna think about you guys i'm gonna think about what my obligation is to you guys at this point i'm gonna put out those two episodes that we still have recorded so this isn't the end end necessarily if this is the last thing I record. <sighs> Even though one of them has questionable sound quality. But, you know, the one we recorded after that is, is a really solid episode. And you should hear that. Uh, and I want to come up with a way that I can make peace with all of this. But putting out a show... Every week that just gets you into the habit of consuming more and more online media doesn't feel like a great thing in my life right now. I know you enjoy the show, and so many of you have emailed me with these thoughts, uh, you know, these words like, you know, it's it's the high point of my week, it makes my commute bearable, it does these things for me, but, you know, ask yourself, how, how many other things are there that are annoying the shit out of you on a daily basis? Is that moment, the hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, greater than the amount of time you spend pissed off at shit on the internet? Is it tuning into, is it pulling out our, our your phone out for our show? Just another one of those things that triggers you to pull your phone out and live your life through your fucking phone? You know, I, I know the time that you spend listening to the show 
is sort of healthy because it's it's an honest conversation with me and Swiggy and you. But does it does it ultimately add up? Is it ultimately a, a component of something that cancels that out? It's a tough question. It's it's really fucking tough for me anyway. I feel like such a dick saying all of this. It seems so prima donna. It seems, it feels in a way both super duper honest and super duper self-important. But I'm, I'm a person of principle like this. You know, the, like I said, the, the show's on several different levels. When I talk about you know, hating a motorcycle and what it means, there's the joke level, and there's a little touch of, of something real there as well. I mean, obviously, I don't sit up at night, you know, thinking that the, uh, the first-gen... Ninja 650 is a bullshit sham of a motorcycle, and I shake my fist in the air, going, "Damn you, Kawasaki!" You know, no, that that doesn't happen. <laughs> it might seem like it does, but obviously that doesn't happen. But in the moment when I'm saying it, I'm like, "Yeah, this is bullshit." What is this motorcycle pretending to be a super sport all about? Yeah. But only in the moment, and it, it, and it comes and it goes, right? And, and, and these these uh, these thoughts and emotions they can flow through us, they can enter us and leave us, and it's harmless. <sighs> but it's in the sea of so much negative shit. Like a month ago, I mean, I have to have my fucking phone on me all the time because of work. It's bullshit, and I hate it. I, I hate it so much. But I have to be on call almost 24 fucking 7. It's, it's unreasonable. But, you know, it's not just unreasonable for me. This is the society we've crafted. And just because it happens to everyone, we've normalized it now. You know, you're thinking to yourself, too, yeah, I've got to have my fucking phone on me all the time, and it's bullshit. Like, right. It doesn't make it less bullshit because we all have to do it. You know? I I, I know the demographics on our listenership. Almost all of you remember what it was like to be able to walk outside your door and just fucking disappear. And no one fucking freaked out about it. Oh, where's where's such and such? I don't know. He's usually only gone for an hour or so. They'll be back. And then when you got back, they'd be like, oh, where were you? What'd you do? And you'd have an, a totally natural conversation about your day. And it was real human interaction. You know? It, God damn. I... You know, I, what, what is it that you love? What, what, what if, you know, you just listened to this show, but what if it was every time you got on your motorcycle? Well, I mean, you know, maybe you do have a neighbor that just is fucking infuriated every time you get on your bike because you fire it up and it's loud in your garage or your driveway or whatever, and they come out yelling and whatever. Like, it, it's not fun. 
right? It's not great. You don't want to be a dick. Like it happens. And maybe you're one of those people that has to like push their bike down the road, you know, and you do that because it's better to push your bike down the road and then start it. than know that it's ruining someone's fucking day. Right? Like what if it's, you know, what what if you can't push it down the road? What if it's ride your bike or don't ride your bike? That's 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 where I'm at. Yeah, and it's such a deep rabbit hole. It's like, well, okay, Pete, you you're not gonna do the show. Or you're at least going to take a long fucking break from it and get your thoughts fucking figured out. But after that, well, I mean, to what level do I do I want to participate in anything that involves something online, right? I mean, I I stopped using I stopped doing anything with the show's Instagram in like March, I, and and I definitely am never going to do anything with the show's Instagram ever again. Fuck that bullshit. That is, there's no talking me back from that. That is 100% bullshit. But I mean, it's to the point, you know, like, I mean, I, I'll keep up with my AMA membership. I'll participate to that point. But. You know, all these events have been canceled. Well, you know, when they start coming back, are some of them going to come back only if they have online support? You know? Am I going to feel comfortable, you know, participating in that way? I don't know. I mean, I haven't even been listening to other motorcycle podcasts because I'm so. I'm so hung up on this. It's been dominating my thoughts for weeks. Every time I think, oh, I got to sit down and edit those episodes. I got to get that out. I got to line up another guest. I got to come up with more topics. I got to. I got to call Swigs and we got to set up a recording day and, and all. I just think, ugh. Is it a good thing to do so? It's a torturous state of mind to keep myself in. And it hasn't been a real great idea to keep you guys in that limbo either. God, this seems so fucking self-indulgent. It's... I don't know how many people listen to Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin basically announced a year or two ago that he wasn't going to do his, his current affairs show common sense anymore. It's like Trump was a couple years in or something. And he was just like, it's too fucked up. I, I don't even know how to approach this stuff anymore. And I think he even did some of that talking about the divide is worse than, than the differences sort of talking that. And he was right. Uh, you know, how, how, how do you resolve these things? When, when, I mean, forget the politics. Forget, forget the self-indulgence. Forget the grandiose thinking. Forget, I know better than you. Forget all of that. Forget the, the drama of this. Forget, just put it all aside. I am genuinely conflicted about this, for better or for worse. How can I do this show? So, I'm going to take some time and think about it. 
going to take some time and think about it. And I'll get back to you probably. And in the meantime, do me a favor if you can. Just unplug. Just, if you can, try to get everything with work or whatever just settled. Yeah, send out that text that just says, I'm going to be unplugged for this day. And just start with one day. And just completely unplug. It, it's really fucking hard to do. I tried to do it today. And when I went to go mow the lawn, I just, out of habit, pulled my phone out. And... And just started listening to a podcast while I was mowing the grass. And halfway through, I realized what I was doing. I was like, what the fuck? And I had to, I had to stop it. You know, I listened to like 25 minutes of Joe Rogan talk to Jon Stewart about fucking nothing. Just going back and forth, convincing each other that they were both right about the topics of the day. Just both agreeing, oh yeah, we ought to take down statues. Well, of course you take down statues. Well, all these statues are racist and blah, blah, blah. Why do people have a problem with erasing our history and blah, blah, blah. You know what you do? You take the statues down and you put them all in a fucking museum. There you go. Everyone's happy. Create a museum of racism. Put the fucking statues in it. There you go. Done. Why talk? Why drag the fuck out of the situation? Why? Because it gets people riled up. Look, I'm riled up by it. I'm, I'm, I'm chasing myself in fucking circles. It's, it's unhealthy. Okay. All right. This is getting rambly and just fucking terrible. And I don't want to do that to you anymore. Just do me a favor. Just try to unplug. It's going to be good for you. It's hard to do. It's going to take you several tries. But please, if you can, it'd make me feel better just to know that a few people are unplugging and just being a little bit happier. <laughs>